Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Good to have you here with us. We got our Counterpoint panelists in and ready to go tonight. We got Anthony Fury. You can read him in the Sun Post Media. Of course, he's a columnist there. Hello. Hello, friends. Jason Chapman, who is uh, the executive producer here at Global News Radio 640. Hello. Hello, and I'm in the beautiful Forest City where it's not soggy. It's actually beautiful. Wait, where are you? In the London, Ontario. Ah, London. So, is it not yeah, right? Okay, well. Forest City, friend. <laughs> I know London, Ontario. Ontario. London aren't listening tonight. What's that, Anthony? The birthplace of Anthony Fury. Tell them I said hello. Stop it. I'll say hello to everybody. They're not listening to us in London tonight because <laughs> the Jays are playing. Uh-huh. So whatever. 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 Go Vladdy. Um, let's talk about weather, shall we? Because uh, there's a lot going on with weather, climate change, whatever it is you want to call it. Uh, but Premier Ford asked today while attending to the flood situation in um, Ottawa today, you know, where people are trying to save their homes, uh, racing against the clock as the water continues to rise. But, of course, there's a lot of politics being played with the issue. Uh, but here's Doug Ford's response when asked by someone who thought it was the appropriate question to ask at the time about what he thought of climate change. I'm a strong believer in, in, in that, and, and obviously you can you can see it. And I think all of us are the same. How you doing, my friend? Uh, you're the same vintage as I am. Not as simple as when we went to school. Snow used to be that high. Where's the snow now? So something's going on, and uh, we have to be conscious of it. All right, I'll start with you, Jason, because you already got your two cents in. Look, I get it. You could talk about climate change. I don't think it is while people are losing their homes, but isn't it time to stop talking about raising taxes? And what the hell are you doing out there? Um, you know, isn't it oh, time? I'm sorry, I'm on a busy street for a second. I will be <laughs> off shortly. I just want to see all the fumes coming out of the cars contributing to climate change. Perfect. For the listeners, it'll make us warmer, hopefully. <laughs> uh, but you know, isn't it time that we adapt and uh, stop complaining about it and raising taxes? Maybe build better infrastructure. Structure. We did apparently spend no. billion. No, okay. No, of course not. Look at. Uh, can you look at the city of New Orleans? They are literally about to swim underwater. Why? Because they didn't raise taxes to build proper infrastructure to deal with rising water levels. The time is to actually pay more money to make sure our cities, which are all aging, can actually deal with climate change. Like, I mean, I know that you guys hate taxes. But if they're spent in the right places... But that's the point. They're never just, spent in the right places. Well, then that's, no, the, but to answer your question directly, no, now is not the time to stop raising taxes. Now is the time to hold our politicians accountable and make sure that the, 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 the money is actually spent improving our sewer systems across Ontario. Our cities are all turning 100 years old. Mm-hmm. They're all falling apart. We need, like, do you guys disagree? I, I think we need to raise taxes. And fix this problem. Yeah, sure. Raising taxes, Anthony, that'll do it again. We keep raising the taxes and nothing ever gets fixed. That's the problem. Well, well, well a couple points here. I mean, I, I don't know why Doug Ford went down that path. Justin Trudeau went down it unprovoked. I thought it was incredibly uh, rather irresponsible when people are in flood evacuation centers, they're losing their homes to sort of wax poetic about 
you know, this, this uh, idea of climate change when no scientist, not even the biggest climate evangelist, will be able to tell you that there can be a direct cause and effect proven correlation between a weather event the moment it's happening and climate change. I mean, give me a break. So I think it's a bit reckless there. But, you know, to Jason's point, I've previously said, because I've heard these reports where people are saying one thing we need to do to fight climate change is upgrade our infrastructure. And I'm like, you know what? I, I don't think that that's the reason we need to do it, but I think we do need to upgrade our infrastructure stock. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of cities have it eroding terribly. I think that's what your original tax base is supposed to be for. We shouldn't have to pay more taxes to pay for the primary function of government. But I will say this, if the climate alarmists, if they want to focus on rebuilding infrastructure to fight climate change, I'll be like, sure, I'll give you that. I don't care what cheap excuse you use. If you want to say it's for climate change, go for it. Yes, our, our sewer systems, Jason is right, they are in disrepair. The Gardner Expressway, I mean, heavens, it's a it's a ticking time bomb for someone to get killed by a bit of that falling off. But I we mean, keep building in do. floodplains and we keep building, you know, cement and parking lots and condos. The water has nowhere to go, Jay. It's got nowhere to go. And then we've got the crappy infrastructure that can't handle it. Then it floods and people lose their minds. Okay. I mean, so you guys agree then that we, like, it's interesting because there's, there's factions of conservatives that, uh, conservatives who said that we need to keep building on the green belt around no, I Toronto. I don't know when you can... Cons- well, that's a, I mean, that's a broad... O- one of those guys who said he was going to open it. So, I mean, so yeah, no, we, we can't continue to build the way we're building. Uh, and, and, I mean, I actually am glad to hear... Like, I, it was, it, to hear Anthony say he was surprised to hear Doug Ford say that, I about fell off my chair. I mean, all of us sort of looked at each other and went, he's going down this path and he's doing it right now. So, I mean... Well, he was asked about it. I mean, he was asked about it. I don't. I don't think it's the time to be talking about it. But at, at the same point, rambling. Yeah, I, don't I mean, think it's any philosophy. He's just kind of talking, and someone presented to him, and you know, you hear he's like distracted. He's waving at people as he's talking. <laughs> like I wouldn't put too much purchase in it. No, I don't know. Yeah, to answer your question, a while ago, you're right. We do. We do need to. We just need to build smarter and better, and not pave over everything. So yeah, I completely agree with you on that front. And therefore, we don't need to pay more taxes because we pay enough taxes in Canada that they have the money to build the infrastructure. I don't know how many gobs of billions of dollars that Trudeau spent, but it should have been on building better dam systems, building better barriers, building infrastructure that can deal with the climate change he you know, tells us that he is so uh, concerned about. Meanwhile, there was this... Well, inter- I agree with you on that. Yeah, I do. I, I absolutely... Well, good. Stop there. Agree, that. and that's it. Quit. I, I also look at like our municipal taxes in Toronto, mm-hmm. and they are... and I. I know some people say, why don't you just pay more? We don't pay enough in Toronto. Um, no, we, no, we do. What are you talking about? I pay for a parking pad and a, and a parking yeah, permit on the street. That's a, it's like $500 a year. That's nothing. Come that's on, on top of $500 nothing. for street parking. That's on top of the land transfer tax. We pay in this country enough well, taxes. Are you Stop. moving? Stop moving and you won't pay the land transfer tax. <laughs> okay. Okay, there you go. Oh, you lefties are always so, so understanding. Um, but we did have this, this international nature summit, whatever the hell that is, in Montreal Thursday, where the Prime Minister uh, hosted guests from all over the world, including movie star Harrison Ford, who flew in on his private jet just to uh, wag his finger at the rest of us. But, um, you know, he used this event to kind of take a lot of partisan shots at Harper and Andrew Scheer and Doug Ford and Anthony. I got a big problem with that. If this is a tax-paid event, A, I don't need to be lectured by the... um, you know, the hypocritical guys like Harrison Ford who like to fly and get a cheeseburger, and I certainly don't need it to be used as a campaign event. Harrison Ford's not very good with that plane either. He's had multiple <laughs> crashes with that, that uh, After he so. ate the cheeseburger. 
maybe he thinks low flying in it is better for climate change or, or something like that. I don't know. I, you know, I'm actually surprised that Trudeau's still able to pull these things off because he was the international darling for a while. And then there was a uh, grope gate, the Kokanee grope and lab scam. And everyone's like, we don't buy that anymore. So I feel like Harrison Ford, he's literally up in the sky. He didn't get the memo that Trudeau actually isn't a cool global celebrity hipster anymore. So, you know, this event, I mean, normally this event would have just been like sung from the mountains, like, Oh, look, it's, it's, uh, it's Trudeau and Indiana Jones to fight the temple of climate change and everything. And everybody would be talking about it. Now it didn't actually get much headlines. I think cause a lot of people are cynical about this stuff right now. Cause so a lot of people I, are under flood. <laughs> They're also under yeah, floods. I mean, I think a lot of people are probably rolling their eyes at this more than they did back when, you know, him and DiCaprio and whoever were doing the tour a couple of years ago. Yeah. All right, guys, let's uh, pause there for a break because I have to pay some bills. And when we come back, we'll talk about this mother in Nova Scotia who, like, honestly, if you've seen this video and you don't cry, then you're not human. But uh, I think she puts a face to healthcare. We'll talk about her story coming up in just a minute here on Point on Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. here on this uh, Friday. Great to have you here. we got Anthony Fury and Jason Chapman on the line for our counterpoint. A mom in Nova Scotia living with stage 3 anal cancer is challenging the premier to meet with her after a years-long battle with the uh, province's health care system. Her name is Inez Rutter, Rutterum. And uh, she put a video on her Facebook explaining how her cancer went undiagnosed for two years because, like so many in this country, she doesn't have a doctor. Take a listen. 30 rounds, 30 rounds of radiation to my pelvis, which has left me barren and infertile. At 33, I am in menopause. Because when my tumor was a polyp, I did not have access to a family doctor. And the ERs wouldn't help me. That woman, uh, it's heartbreaking to watch that video. But, you know, if something doesn't change, Anthony, you know, we're reaching the point because she's one of thousands of people across this country in this so-called great universal system that we have who simply does not have access to a doctor because there aren't enough of them. Yeah, we were talking before the break about infrastructure issues and how we're having problems with our sewer systems and highways. What do we pay our basic taxes for? Mm-hmm. I think people are beginning to feel the same way about healthcare when you hear about inability to access a family doctor, uh, considerable wait times for what should be pretty basic procedures and surgeries, and we go, what are we paying for? So I don't know about the particulars of this woman's case. It sounds pretty unfortunate that she wasn't able to get this scene, you know, sooner and that it sounds like it didn't need to be that way. And what are we paying for? So I think people are right to to be irate when they hear stories like this. The problem is, Jason, no one's willing to have an honest conversation about it because politicians today worry more about getting reelected than actually having tough conversations about what needs to happen in healthcare to get people like uh, Inez treated. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, you're, you're, you're bang on. And you've heard my philosophy. I actually think that we do we do elections really stupidly, and we should have at least a term limit. Or in my idea, you get one long six year term, and then you're done. Uh, I may be a crazy lefty, and I am, but I'm also more ideally a best practices guy. So there's got to be a reform in our healthcare system because obviously the way we're doing it right now isn't working 
And I, it is heartbreaking to hear that. Like, it's absolutely heartbreaking to hear her talk. The fact that she couldn't get a basic doctor makes zero sense at all. There are smarter ways of doing healthcare around the world. So let's emulate a better system. And that means we still have public health care for all. And one but it that... also does allow for private health care as well. Mm-hmm. It does. Ooh, coming from a lefty, that's, know, that's but big. It, but I'll take it. Yeah. Like, I, know, I like it. Because we can't afford to be everything right. to everyone as we see, because it's not truly universal health care. We don't have dental care covered. Our classes cost money. So we have private health care elsewhere. So let's, let's have an adult conversation about it. And and I think there are two other elements to that adult conversation. One, if you know how to navigate the system and are savvy about it, and I don't mean if you're sort of well-connected and have friends who are, you know, senior physicians and so forth, but if you know how to advocate for yourself, uh, you can get through the system a lot easier. And I I think we should be teaching people and helping people uh, to do that sort of stuff because maybe this situation could have been prevented by that. Number two, that adult conversation also involves getting rid of some of the torqued headlines, the extreme rhetoric, the wild activist stuff. Well, frankly, some of the stuff we've been seeing in Ontario from protesters and the like has been a little untoward. We had a new government come in here. Healthcare is pretty much the single largest line item in the budget. We have major debt problems here. The credit rating agencies are not happy Mm -hmm. with us. They're still not happy with us just because we voted a new person in. And they look to make some reforms. You know, in the autism uh, issue, there were a lot of parents who were unhappy with the status quo, a lot. Now they've tri- tried to do something that's very different, and now we're being told they're the great Satan for all of this. They're not. They're looking at it. They're saying maybe we can do something different. They're trying. They're learning it's not the best, and now they're making some revisions to it. But I think the conversation around all of that has been reckless from all sides, too. Yeah. I mean, the, the unfortunate thing... Big amen to that. Yeah. I, you know, I see... The Ford government going down that same path as every other government, if, if they're able to fix this, great. I mean, hats off to them. I won't get in their way. No, the problem, you know, the reality is, though, everyone's just going to have to kind of chill out and let things happen and push that they do happen. But, you know, the special interest groups can't keep standing in the way uh, of people like Inez Rudderham getting a doctor or the health care she needs because they're scared of the change. And on that point, I got to leave it there. That's it. That's all you get. That's it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I took up all the time. But I have so much more to say. (laughs) We didn't even get to half of them. What are you talking about? I know. We had a lot of good ones today. I know. Yuri and I didn't even call each other names. Well, go for it. You got like 30 seconds. What do you want to call them? Alt-right, neo-Nazi. What do you want to call them? (laughs) Yeah, in the bag for feeling the London, Ontario brotherly love right now. Yeah. Amen, friend. Amen. Head out to call the office and grab a beer. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That is Jason Chapman and Anthony Fury joining us on this Friday night. Always troopers for doing that. Uh, Yeah, I didn't get to a couple of the other ones I wanted to, like the father of Alexander Bissonnette. Don't call my child a terrorist. Well, that's what he is. And the fact that the Prime Minister called him that, good on him. It's about time he called someone a terrorist, if they are. Uh, all right, we are taking a quick break here. And when we come back, the Bank of Canada missing a couple of warning signs. What does it mean? We talked to Mercedes Stevenson, who is on deck here on Point on Global News Radio.